Welcome to Voices of ASEAN, a platform built for you where we connect shakers and movers of this region to one another. Business, lifestyle, people, perspectives, news, and the soul of the people from all over Southeast Asia. My name is Beatrice and welcome to another episode of Voices of ASEAN. Now, last Friday, I was joined by Deborah Butcher, the Secretary General of the ASEAN Young Entrepreneurs Council and President of the Malaysian Young Entrepreneurs ASEAN Association, who spoke on IAC and the upcoming IAC Carnival in Brunei. So today, as part of an ongoing partnership between Voice of ASEAN and IAC, I am pleased to welcome Fatin Arifin, the President of the Young Entrepreneurs Association of Brunei and the Chairwoman of IAC 2021. Fatin is a dynamic young entrepreneur with a passion for helping drive entrepreneurship in her home country and the wider ASEAN region. Now, not only is she the founder of Kojin Eng, an enterprise development firm, she has also represented Brunei in many local, regional and international events to enhance entrepreneurship, making her government bring her on board to be part of Ghanim, which is something that's a company that specializes in the food and business, food and beverage industry. Joining me live from Bandar Sri Begawan, here is Fatin Arifin. Hi, Fatin. Hi, Dr. Beatrice. I am so glad to see you because you are the first Bruneian I'm actually having a conversation with. Can you believe that? <laughs> wow. Well done. You know, uh, in Brunei, we are limited edition, so... <laughs> Yes, we're so close, we're neighbours, but do you know that I've never been to Brunei even once? I've never had the opportunity to go, and now that I've met you, definitely that's going to be a visit schedule. Yes, please. So tell us something about Brunei before I plunge into, I'm so excited having you here, but tell me something, what makes Brunei Brunei in your opinion? You know, Brunei is such a peaceful country. Uh, sometimes, sometimes people, people feel very confused, confused if there are people here in Brunei, actually, uh, <laughs> because of the, uh, you know, so much peace. Uh, and we don't honk at the streets and all that. That's so uncommon. And I think most recently as well, we were COVID-free for about one year and three months before COVID uh, hit us uh, the second time around. So in August, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, that wow. was it was it was really lovely to you know be able to move around yeah. without masks uh, and be able to actually yeah. have gatherings yeah. and all that yeah. simply because you know our government was just so awesome at managing uh, the situation and alhamdulillah they are doing it rather well as well right now trying to control the uh, pandemic uh, and yeah and and fantastic Brunei yeah. so besides oil because we all know Brunei is all of, you know we know Brunei for its oil but besides that what other businesses are it's like number two or what 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 can we know about the ecosystem in Brunei I think at the moment in terms of ecosystem uh, we are serious about diversifying our economy away from oil and gas of course mm -hmm. uh, that has been you know a, a strong aspiration uh, for the past 50 years uh, however at the moment the urgency to diversify is strong uh, we have got uh, 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 
uh, downstream, uh, oil and gas is still pretty strong at the moment, but mm -hmm. we are on our way for diversification. And aside from downstream oil and gas, um, where we got the biggest investment, of course, from China with Hengi mm -hmm. Petrochemical, uh, we are also looking at developing our food and uh, halal food sector, aquaculture, uh, okay. agriculture, yeah. because Brunei's environment is so pristine uh, mm -hmm. and it's uh, suitable to grow uh, healthy uh, healthy aquaculture products um, and, I see. and uh, yeah higher higher grade uh, type of agriculture so Agri that's where we agriculture are mm. Agro yes. agriculture what about tourism is Brunei big on tourism we are big on uh, Islamic tourism. We are we are happy uh, to I guess manage in a way where we do not want a mass tourism. Uh, we are looking at more sustainable type of tourism. Mm -hmm. So you, I guess you can say for Brunei, we focus very much on cultural and also Islamic tourism. So a lot of tourists come here to actually see our mosque, to actually see our Muslim way of life here, uh, mm -hmm. which is uh, strongly you know, strongly rooted as part of our culture as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, so so that's one of the beauty. I think aside from that as well, we are actively growing our startup uh, sector as well. Oh, that's great. Uh, from yeah. ICT, education mm -hmm. and all that. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. So let me plunge into the fact that you are the first chair lady for ASEAN Young Entrepreneur Council, am I correct? Yes, <laughs> the first so, lady in the club. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and so SIX serves as the official voice for young entrepreneurs in the ASEAN policymaking process. And as the chairwoman or chair lady, what does your role entail? Uh, and how will you make a difference this year? <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs> thank you very much, uh, Dr. Beatrice. Uh, before that, let me start with Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Uh, so, aside from being able to boss around, <laughs> uh, aside from convening uh, AYEC, I actually, as the chair, I also have to, I guess, take stock of where AYEC is, where it has been, mm -hmm. and of course, to plan way forward. Uh, and as part of my aspiration as well, to engage with my council members. Mm -hmm. towards the vision because uh, AYEC at the moment uh, being about six six years old, six, seven years old, we are mm -hmm. still growing and we're still finding our voice mm -hmm. uh, because we were established uh, in 2015, I think, during the 26th uh, ASEAN Summit mm -hmm. in Malaysia. Mm -hmm. that were, and, and we were endorsed by ASEAN leaders during the Kuala Lumpur Declaration. Mm -hmm. And this was, of course, following the landmark initiative to include youth uh, under the economic pillar uh, by ASEAN leaders in Bandar Seri Begawan Declaration in 2013. Mm -hmm. So uh, really, you know, the establishment of uh, AYEC is really to become a voice yeah. of young entrepreneurs in the region. Mm -hmm. So hence, as the chair, I had to take that seriously. like, mm -hmm. uh, And to understand as well where, what we have done, where we have mm -hmm. been, and mm -hmm. where we need to uh, go forward towards. Uh, mm -hmm. So my personal aspiration for AYEC is really uh, for us to become this dynamic, Mm -hmm. inclusive network of young entrepreneurs mm -hmm. where we are facilitators of opportunities mm -hmm. for our young entrepreneurs to actually do business together uh, you know across the region because yeah. we want to promote at the end of the day trade right yeah trade. yeah so, of course so that that's really the aspiration to really grow to become a strong asian business community where our members hail from various industries from various businesses and also you know inclusive including women as well yeah yeah to stand on the shoulders of giants and fly further yes. yeah yes. <laughs> yeah so so actually when i when i came came in as chair there were several things that i wanted to do i wanted to have more women participation at the council 
because I felt it was quite lonely as well uh, mm. to be among the few women mm. sitting at the council. Mm -hmm. uh, and also we wanted to have more regular engagements and interactions amongst mm -hmm. our council members. So mm -hmm. beyond mm -hmm. just the uh, meeting once a year physically yeah, somewhere. Right. So we wanted to do, right. yeah, yeah, we wanted to have more engagement and also of course to grow our advocacy mm -hmm. and influence of course uh, within the ASEAN region. So mm -hmm. because we are always regularly, uh, we report to ASEAN Business Advisory Council. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are always invited to the joint business council meetings where mm -hmm. we have access to other amazing uh, business councils, uh, you know, where they report what the activities are, what they're doing. So it's really encouraging yeah. uh, to be part of that and to, you know, it makes us want to be also, you know, up on that level as well. Yeah, So right. during, during this chairmanship, during my chairmanship here, Alhamdulillah, uh, working together with my uh, council members, uh, we materialized several initiatives, mm -hmm. uh, including the AYEC Business and Entrepreneurship Dialogue Series. So we mm -hmm. wanted to do... Uh, uh, regular engagement or, or dialogue series where you know we do a session mm -hmm. where other ASEAN uh, other entrepreneurs from across ASEAN could come in and you know learn. Oh, that was done already. When, when was this done? So that's done. We've done three series already. Alhamdulillah. Mm, I think we started okay. in July and mm -hmm. then the second one was in September. Yeah, and then the third was fantastic. October. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Uh, and then we also saw the launch of the ASEAN Young Women Entrepreneurs Club. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes. yes. So this this launched sometime in May and we signed our charter in July. So because we went through quite a lot of like engagements about okay how do we make this club inclusive, not exclusive, mm -hmm. and all that. So we took quite some time and then of course this year as well, uh, together with our, our council members, uh, we also are launching the first uh, inaugural ABAC AYEC policy dialogue forum. So this is also oh, happening okay. in the next couple of days. So we're very nervous okay. but also excited about this. So it's so, ABAC yeah. IAC dialogue policy forum. Yes. So oh, okay. uh, we, we report to we report to ASEAN Business Advisory Council. So mm -hmm. uh, we we purposely put together an ABAC AYEC policy dialogue forum. So, so then you have the ah, yes. I see. So you finally it's the first time you're actually bridging that gap between ABAC and yes. AIAC, right? Yes. So that's excellent. Yes. When is that going to be? So it's going to happen this Friday at two to five PM. 2 yeah. to 5 p.m. Anyone can come, uh, can, can tune in? Is it live? Uh, is it... it is actually uh, by invitation. However, mm -hmm. if people are serious, they can actually request to request to uh, participate. Mm -hmm. uh, what is interesting about this uh, first uh, ABAC AYC Policy Dialogue Forum, mm -hmm. the, it, you know, we're creating it as a platform uh, for our young entrepreneurs to engage with our senior business leaders. Because our ABAC are the senior business leaders. Yes, they correct. know all about you know correct. how we can move the region uh, together and all that. Correct. So we correct. wanted to have that platform uh, for dialogue uh, on uh, you know challenges to also be able to collectively uh, empower and also enable our young entrepreneurs to be able to contribute to taking ASEAN uh, to greater heights. So yeah. this first this first series we're doing it on uh, the theme is about agility, adaptability, and innovation paving the path forward towards business recovery. So we really want to focus on key enablers to recovery mm. uh, together. So there are three focus areas that we're looking at. Uh, we are looking at uh, digitalization, of course, mm -hmm. uh, imperative for digitalization. Uh, second is on travel and tourism. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, uh, the supply chain. Mm -hmm. uh, logistics and supply chain, because all of these have been affected, I suppose, or impacted. Uh, how, how many uh, participants are there in this in this okay. dialogue? We're expecting about 150 mm. uh, for this uh, dialogue. Yeah. And the dialogue, how many people are in the dialogue itself? 
Uh, we are expected because they, we have broken it into three sessions. Uh, per session, we've got about uh, five uh, mm. five people in each session. So it's going to be a very um, focused one. tight schedule mm -hmm. and very focused. Very focused. Yes. So we are expecting about 15, mm -hmm. 15 to 17 of us uh, within okay. the dialogue itself. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fatin, you were saying earlier that you formed the ASEAN Young Women's Entrepreneur Council, right? Was it Council? Entrepreneurs Club. Club, club. So the, the Young Women Entrepreneur Club, how is this going to be different from IAC itself? Uh -huh. So IAC uh, was established as this um, uh, organization, or rather a council of member organizations uh, from uh, endorsed uh, organizations from across ASEAN. Yeah. So you've got to be the endorsed uh, young entrepreneurs organization for you to be able to be part of AYC. Mm -hmm. So yes. that membership is pretty exclusive at the moment. Okay. Right. So with AYWEC, uh, of course, at the board level, uh, we have to be uh, a member of the AYEC, of course. Mm -hmm. However, what we have done differently for AYWEC is that we have created what we call the community membership, uh, mm. where we want to encourage women entrepreneurs to actually participate in AYWEC, regardless of whether you are part of an organization or you're not part of an organization. Yeah, oh, so, so there's no barrier. The there's no barrier. no barrier. You don't have to be owning a business or running a business. Or do you have to? Uh, at least should be an aspiring entrepreneur. So you can be an aspiring entrepreneur, uh, established entrepreneur. There is no barrier to age. Is it young, no, old? Um, there's no about barrier. About 45 years old. Mm -hmm. About 45 years old and below because we are called the ASEAN oh, yeah. Young Women. It still has to come well. within the IAC, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And there's no barrier uh, to uh, belonging to the association itself. You don't have yes, to be a part yes. of IAC. Yes. You don't mm. have to be part of IAC necessarily to be part of AYWEC. So that's, mm. that's uh, you know, the, the format that we have created for AYWEC. This mm. is also because if you look at... If you look at um, where women are in ASEAN, uh, mm -hmm. there are about 61 million of women across uh, ASEAN countries who own and operate businesses. So if you think about it, that's roughly about nearly 10% of ASEAN population. However, the majority of our women in the region actually operate businesses in the most disadvantaged sector. And these are predominantly still agriculture, uh, even in those, uh, you know, industry or services uh, that tend to concentrate on a limited number of activities uh, such as catering, tailoring, beauty mm. and food processing. Mostly so micro, micro SMEs, is it? Yes. Ah, yes. And that, that constitutes about, so the 6 million all in all women in ASEAN in business and most of it is in micro SMEs in the most difficult, 60, challenging. 61 million, yes, 61, 61 million. 61 million, oh my goodness. Yes, That's this a is big the number. figure that is from the Global Entrepreneurship Monitor. We were surprised as well when we found 61 out 61 million? Yes. Whoa, and also, wow. reality is also that women-owned businesses often lag behind male-owned uh, enterprises, either in mm. terms of size, in terms of productivity, and we tend to be less profitable. Mm. and with little potential for further expansion. And these are studies that was done. So that's why, you know, you know this became sort of like our, I guess, goal mm. to be able to encourage more of our women to rise, yeah. uh, to be more ambitious, to be bold. Mm. Yeah, so, Excellent. so that's, that's the goal. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> so tell us now, how many young entrepreneurs have joined the uh, your charter, the Young Entrepreneurs Association of Brunei? Uh, so in terms of the entrepreneurs, uh, 
Young Entrepreneurs Association of Brunei. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we are, I mean, in Brunei, we are about, there's only about under 6,000 active MSMEs, yeah? Uh, and these MSMEs are actually sometimes multiple uh, owned by the same people. Mm. Uh, so in terms of our membership, our membership is pretty small. Uh, we are roughly about 200, 300 like that of, of our uh, entrepreneurs. However, the way that we do things in uh, YAB, we are not only in inclusive or exclusive for our members because our activities actually uh, have wider reach. Uh, with our uh, young entrepreneurs. So we do not, I guess, only focus on uh, engaging with our entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. We make sure that we are contributing to the development of entrepreneurship uh, by you know, doing things that are not only for our entrepreneurs. For example, whenever we uh, have uh, the AYEC carnival before, mm -hmm. we used to actually encourage our entrepreneurs, both YAB members and non-YAB members. To actually mm. participate to go mm. so technically for for others it would be typically that you would have to be a member of that organization mm. to be able to participate yes so so that's that's the difference that we make here in brunei as well yeah for yab um but i think in terms of in terms of uh, membership of ayec uh we are about seventy thousand young entrepreneurs across oh, okay. asean uh, from within the, AY, within the AY, AYEC uh, network. Yes, that's because, you know, Indonesia, you've got, I don't know, probably <laughs> probably <laughs> half of that is coming from Indonesia. <laughs> you wouldn't be surprised, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, how, so, how do you have so, any yeah. plans on driving membership? Is there, is there anything that you have? Put aside? So through, yeah, through AYEC, actually, uh, under AYEC, we've also got what we call uh, the AYEA. The ASEAN Young Entrepreneurs Association. Association, yeah. Yes. So as I mentioned just now, AYEC need to be you need to be a member of an endorsed organization. Mm -hmm. uh, so for you to be part of AYEC, but mm -hmm. uh, AYEA is uh, for organizations that are not necessarily uh, endorsed mm -hmm. by the government, mm -hmm. uh, because in some countries, you know, probably in Indonesia, you probably would have uh, five thousand uh, young entrepreneurs organization. Mm. Uh, whereas in Brunei, we're probably about three, three or four here in Brunei. Mm. So we want to be able to be more inclusive to enable our other young entrepreneurs to be able to be part of uh, AYEC through AYEA, mm, the ASEAN Young Entrepreneurs Association. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So how do you drive the membership? So at the moment, we are actually actively uh, trying to build our, our website. So we mm -hmm. have just gotten, because we feel that it's important for us to have a global face. Uh, so Deborah, our wonderful uh, Secretary General, really has been, uh, you know, uh, been behind uh, AYEC for this past uh, since the founding of AYEC. Mm -hmm. uh, so what we have been doing uh, this past uh, couple of months has been to actually redevelop our website to be a lot more, um, uh, I guess, uh, once one is standardized mm -hmm. and second is uh, friendly, mm -hmm. uh, very friendly to people to to understand what we are. Uh, previously, uh, you know, for example, last year during Vietnam year, they developed a website uh, that is quite focused, uh, some in some ways uh, focused mm. on the AYEC in uh, Vietnam. Mm. Uh, so of course, we wanted to make it more standardized this year. So so that has happened under under um, uh, Deborah uh, uh, Belt uh, yeah. most recently. So we want to be able to get people to know us first, mm -hmm. and be able to actually also you know do activities like the ASEAN. Uh, the AYEC Business and Entrepreneurship Dialogue Series. That's how we got other people to start knowing us. Mm, so that's how I we see. want to promote ourselves beyond yeah. just the AYE Carnival. 
yeah. that we do once a year. Do they yeah, get so incentives? One... Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Incentives? No, do, go ahead. Do, do the members get incentives? Like to, to be when they become of... to be a part of yeah. Is there anything special yeah. incentives? I think at the end of the day, why we are founded is also because we wanted to be able to to be this network of uh, organization or entrepreneurs where people, you know, for example, if you are Bruneian who want to do business in Thailand, mm -hmm. you could easily just reach out to someone who is in that sector or industry to actually get to know more about that sector. So that's really our goal at the end of the day, to become that facilitator of uh, entrepreneurship uh, trade uh, across the region for our uh, young entrepreneurs. I think aside from that as well, uh, what we are also trying to also do, uh, and uh, I, I'm finishing up my term very soon, but I'm going to be working with my colleagues uh, at the Young Entrepreneurs uh, Association of Cambodia, mm -hmm. YEAC, uh, to actually uh, look into also engaging more with our startups. Because mm -hmm. the startups in the region, yeah. you know, if you, uh, if you look at, um, I guess, uh, Tech Asia, Tech mm -hmm. Asia actually considers now to be the golden age of Southeast Asia. So, uh, because uh, in just, I think, a span of uh, one year, mm -hmm. uh, um, Southeast Asia uh, tech scene uh, are drawing um, attention of investors uh, around the world. Uh, yeah. And yes. in 2020, the startups in the region, I think, raised over $8 billion. Um, yeah. $8 billion. Uh, $8 billion. So in 2020, yes. Wow. And this trend also has actually continued in the first half of 2021. Um, wow. Yeah, and, and I think the regional mergers and acquisition also hitting a record high of about 120 billion, if I'm not mistaken, 125, yeah. Mm. So, and this a trend is expected to actually continue. And, mm. and uh, you know, Southeast Asia may just be the next, uh, you know, hotspot for startups. The fastest so, growing region. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we want to be able to be ready for that as well, to be mm. able to be this platform of opportunity. Because I think if you think about it as well, right, ASEAN, when we were founded in 1967, mm -hmm. uh, ASEAN was founded out of, you know, the, the um, I guess, wanting to band together after all the turmoils, after all yeah. the conflicts that has happened yeah. within Southeast Asia. So people more more inclined to come together, yeah. uh, you know, so that we can be stronger together. But I yeah. think if you look at now, with the democratization of information, democratization of opportunities, uh, the sense of belonging, or I guess the sense of wanting to be Absolutely. part of something, is not there anymore. Yes, it's, it's uh, yeah. The enough. sense of wanting to be part of yes. network. Yes. yes. So that's yeah. also that's a trend that I'm seeing as well in YAB and in Brunei as well, mm -hmm. because it's simply because access to opportunity is there. So people don't see the need to be to be really part of something, part of a club. You know, um, yeah. so it's the same with Southeast Asia as well. However, that is a challenge for YEC then, for yeah. us to become this uh, platform of opportunity, to be able yep. to be this platform yep. of, you know, people wanting to be part of us. Exactly. So that's, that's exactly that's where that's we about. are, in fact, with Voice of ASEAN. We felt that we should define the narrative mm -hmm. of Southeast Asia and not let other yes. media from different parts of the world define the narrative. So we wanted exactly. to be a platform that has all Southeast Asian businesses and policy makers yeah. and shakers and movers to converge in one platform. So that's why yeah. we say we have to work together with you because yes, you're very aligned. <laughs> so share, share. And so one of the things that I want to do is why, why I'm, I'm actually interviewing every head of all the AYEAs is to be able to understand, to be able to show the audience uh, and a global audience what every country is unique for. Because yes, we are a region. Yes. We are one economic region, we are very close together, but every country has its own sovereignty and every country has its own uniqueness. So 
with you, I would like you to tell us, because you're the expert in it, your own country, what is the business ecosystem like in Brunei? What would the mm. challenges be, the prospects, as well as how people think in Brunei, the sentiments, how young entrepreneurs are, what are they aspiring for? I mean, a, a little bit about sure. um, what Brunei represents to the rest yeah. of the world. So I have to say that this is my personal view. <laughs> so jangan kecam saya. Uh, so uh, <laughs> in terms of in terms of Brunei, I would say Brunei is a nation in transition. I think because uh, you know even when I joined YAB back in 2007, I remember those days when it was a lonely time to be an entrepreneur. Uh, it was just not uh, easy to find other people who are doing business. Yeah. Uh, because everybody just wanted to be uh, working for the government. Yeah. And the concept is that uh, you graduate, you work for the government. Uh, and <laughs> if you work for the private sector, you work for the oil and gas industry. Yeah. Uh, and nobody looks even after, look, looks at the MSMEs, the small medium enterprises. And that's where I started. Uh, so mm. uh, I have always worked in the private sector. And I'm proudly, you know, I proudly say that uh, people in the private sector are the warriors of the economy. Of course, uh, because, of course. We are the strong horse pain. that pulls the cart. You know, Winston exactly. Churchill said that. Mm. Yes, exactly. So, so for Brunei at the moment, uh, I mean, with in the past couple of years, we have seen massive, I guess, uh, improvements as well, you know, ecosystem. Mm -hmm. uh, simply because our government has made it uh, a commitment uh, and also intention to actually improve our ecosystem. Mm -hmm. uh, starting with actually improving our, uh, you know, registering of business and all that. At some point, we were quite high in the ranking. We we were growing quite high. But I think I checked last. I checked uh, this year we're at 66. Not because we have dropped off, but simply because other countries have become a lot better uh, mm -hmm. than we do. Uh, they were catching up as well. Other countries mm -hmm. are taking the uh, ease of business, ease of doing mm -hmm. business much more seriously yeah. as well. Uh, so for Brunei, I think. Since the establishment of the Darussalam Enterprise, which is a statutory body mm -hmm. that looks after MSME development, we have seen massive, uh, no lah, massive uh, growth in our MSMEs, of course. And I personally mm. see it because I'm from YAB as well. We used mm. to be running, you know, capacity building workshops and all that before. Now our MSMEs could get access to that through there, you know. So mm. there is supporting development of our MSMEs. So also that has resulted in a lot of our young people taking uh, entrepreneurship as a serious career choice as well. Mm. If not temporary, some are taking it much more seriously. Mm. Uh, so we are seeing uh, a, you know, good growth in our startup uh, scene. Uh, mm. I mean, iCenter was set up, I think, sometime in... Uh, iCenter is the incubator center, yeah. incubation center. The first one that was set up also by the Brunei government at that time by the Brunei Economic Development Board, I think sometime in 2006 or 2007. Mm. So in the first uh, seven years of its life, you had the same entrepreneur being part of the ecosystem. Mm. Now you have a you know different group of uh, entrepreneurs there, the 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 older ones and the younger ones. So mm. it's really encouraging to see how our young people now are being a lot more entrepreneurial. Uh, some although doing it part time, uh, but we can see it's really changing the changing the economy as well. Uh, because like mm. for example, like COVID last year when it took uh, when COVID uh, first happened in two, uh, in March. Uh, we then there were quite a number of startups that started going into e-commerce seriously. Our delivery, our delivery, um, our delivery uh, business started really booming. Today, last just last year, it wasn't it wasn't heard of to have a runner, a runner actually yeah. sending your goods to your house. Today, really? this is one of the most popular 
popular a career choice as well you know you could do it as an entrepreneur <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. so it's it's very interesting to see the the changes that 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 we have lah uh, but of course brunei is still far away from you know uh you know in comparison to where singapore is uh, but we we i mean we we are confident and we hope that you know we could actually see uh, a unicorn come out of brunei perhaps in the next 10 years who knows uh, it's just i think that you know we just have to go through this rite of passage i believe i believe in uh, you know uh, brunei is just undergoing a rite of passage where you know we are learning about entrepreneurship we are learning about you know the pains of uh, doing business and the government is trying to also develop uh, the ecosystem to be better but mm-hmm. I, i think of course one of our challenges is uh, here in brunei is to encourage our businesses and young entrepreneurs to actually look outwards rather than inwards yeah. only yeah so, yes. you know because brunei is such a small market brunei right. is only a market of about 400 plus thousand 450 if i'm not mistaken this is yeah. a 450 yeah. economy that's why we were limited edition which yeah. means that you know we you know if if uh, someone opens uh, the same business and you have got three or four of them you are in fact competition already so okay. yeah that was my next question so, for you actually i was it what how are they looking outward because if you have 450000 there's two things one yep. is instead of supplying the own people you're either looking at exporting or you're looking at importing mm-hmm. or you're looking yep. at bring a businesses coming into brunei to be able to offer something that's not there or your people collaborating to be able to offer something so where do you see that going you know to be honest i think uh, because brunei is such a nimble um country as well our entrepreneurs are very nimble mm-hmm. very adaptable mm-hmm. uh, and i have seen the trend like us collaborating with others mm-hmm. i have seen uh, others coming in uh, and establishing here and very being very successful and then also you know doing business outside uh, but we do have some entrepreneurs who are daring to brave uh, across uh, across uh, brunei for example we've got queenie our member uh, who is now based in uh, singapore maybe you should interview her as well she's this brilliant young lady who does memory who does legacy planning so she makes a uh, planning death hip uh, so mm. she's now based in singapore trying to see how she can expand her business across southeast asia mm-hmm. we've also got uh, lukman who is uh, also a yab colleague uh, who does alhufas management who does online um, online um, alquran teaching mm-hmm. uh, and then also we've got uh, mr uh he's in education uh it doesn't ring it doesn't ring a bell right now abuyan khairi uh he also does uh he also does uh education as well he's based in um indonesia uh yeah and he does awesome stuff uh, uh in in education as well so we do have young entrepreneurs who are braving uh you know outside but i think you know it's a it's a question of time really to give that opportunity for young people Yeah, but of course, you know, at the moment, um, the of course challenges for our young entrepreneurs is really to think about doing business outside, uh, uh on their own. Mm-hmm. So that's where we at YEB have been advocating our young entrepreneurs to 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 be able to do that through a you know through the network at AYEC. Yeah. So that's why networks like AYEC is so important for us. Yeah. yeah, I think also besides that as well for uh for us in Brunei. Uh, one very important uh, thing is also that uh, Brunei government has made the economic Brunei economic blueprint. Uh, one of the aspiration, in fact, the first aspiration is actually for our businesses to be uh, businesses that are uh, globally minded. 
to mm. be able to actually uh, businesses that are able to export because the way that we see it for Brunei economy to grow we have got to actually you know export out mm. it's either yeah. you export your services yeah. or you export your goods so Brunei is not a manufacturing hub yet or we are trying to do that for the food industry uh, through where I currently work at mm -hmm. uh, but we are still I guess far away from from getting there but nonetheless mm. you know there are some I guess uh, starting points uh, mm. on, on this of yeah so Voice of ASEAN is helping promote IAC's upcoming ASEAN Young Entrepreneurs Carnival, which will be held from 18 to 21st November in Brunei. You are in a unique position. You are the chairwoman of the council and president of the association where the carnival is being held. So what do you hope to see achieved during the carnival? Uh, so uh, this year has actually been a very challenging year uh, mm. for us. Uh, for businesses, uh, in fact, not just this year, but last year as well. So when I first uh, came in as the uh, chair, I realized that a lot of my colleagues are just, um, you know, the, the sentiment isn't as um, uh, positive as, as uh, it used to be. Mm -hmm. uh, so hence, you know, we decided that this year for the sixth ASEAN Entrepreneurs Carnival, and this is for the first time, it's being held uh, entirely virtually. Uh, mm. Last year, our colleague uh, in Vietnam uh, did it uh, hybrid. So mm. some of us joined online and they did it physical as well. Uh, so this year is entirely virtual, uh, especially also as Brunei is also uh, grappling with COVID uh, mm -hmm. at the moment. Uh, so uh, gatherings are very limited. Yeah. So the sixth ASEAN Young Entrepreneurs Carnival uh, comes with the theme of reimagining business in the new paradigm. So it's really about calling our businesses and calling our young entrepreneurs to overcome the disruptions brought by COVID-19 through uh, digitalization, through leadership, through collaboration, and also inclusive involvement of women, of mm. course, in addressing this grand challenge of our time, yeah? yeah. Uh, and especially as we adapt to this new normal. So our aspiration really is uh, to have our, to inspire our young entrepreneurs to, uh, apart utilize this, um, I guess, pandemic lessons from the pandemic to become wiser, uh, bolder, uh, and stronger. Uh, so for us, that's our aspiration. So hence, you know, we have put together a wonderful lineup of uh, speakers hailing from across all ASEAN region, including Myanmar as well. We know our colleagues in Myanmar are struggling at the moment very much with, with their internal conflict. Yeah. Uh, but we are very happy that they've been able to actually also participate with us this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. So with this, you know, we really hope to actually, um, I guess, contribute as well to taking ASEAN to greater heights lah, together through collective discussions um, on, yeah, on, on, you know, how, how can we, how can we re-emerge better? Uh, how can we yeah. re-emerge wiser? How can yeah. we re-emerge bolder? So yeah. we have got pretty exciting lineups. We've got our ministers joining us from Brunei as well. We've got also amazing, um, I guess, uh, lineup of speakers coming from at least 10 sectors and industries. So we've got fintech, we've got uh, people from agriculture, uh, we have got uh, someone from the ecosystem as well. Uh, and then we've got from um, logistics, we have also got from um, tourism as well, and then also from real estate. So we really just want to talk to our young entrepreneurs about, you know, you know what have been the challenges for them been and mm -hmm. how did they overcome it you know what lessons did they learn you know so we yeah. just wanted to bring real stories from the ground fantastic yeah. very diverse 
the topics, yeah, the sectors, the industries. Well done. Yeah. Congratulations yeah, to the chairwoman. <laughs> <laughs> so let's yeah, hear more about you. <laughs> let's hear more about oh, you. So you, 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 from what I, in the short period of time that I've spoken to you, you have taken on so many various responsibilities within the association. And we really want to know about this dynamic young woman. Uh, from last I spoke to you, you're only 21. <laughs> yes, I have been 21 for the past uh, 14 years. <laughs> so, tell us more about you. How did you begin? What? Uh, how did you? Why, how did you come upon this path? What inspired you? What motivated you? Mm. What sure, makes you tick? Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, Dr. Beatrice. So, I actually started, um, I guess, at the age of uh, 21. Uh, that's why I always uh, feel that you know my golden years. Uh, my golden year really was uh, when I was 21. That was you just stopped the clock there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was when I graduated university and then that was when I actually got my first job. And also that was also the same year that I joined the Young Entrepreneurs Association of Brunei. Uh, it was also simply because I realized that when I first um, uh, got a job, you know how when you were young, you know, you've got this, you romanticize about, oh, now I'm an adult, you know, yeah. I, could do this, I could do that. Yeah. Then I realized when I started working, I was like, is this it to life? Is this, is this all exactly. that I, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I came across the Young Entrepreneurs Association of Brunei. So that was how it all began. So mm -hmm. the people that I met at YAB were just simply amazing. And they're still so active today in their own, in their own field and work. So mm -hmm. I was so inspired by what they do and also by what YAB does. So hence, I have been part of YAB for this long. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that actually opened up so many opportunities for me. So previously, uh, the opportunity, uh, I guess, the being a member of YAB, the benefit really was also that you got to attend, uh, you got to be prioritized for all these um, special exchange programs, be it mm -hmm. on entrepreneurship, be it on personal development or professional development. So that was actually how I utilized those opportunities. So I invested a lot in my own personal growth mm. uh, by joining all these programs before yep. that were that were provided through YAB. Mm. So and and also by being part of YAB, I learned how to do part-time business. I used to be I used to be a part-time trader here and there, doing uh, facilitating businesses here and there. So until mm. 2014, after I actually uh, did my masters, is when I actually uh, decided to actually uh, go into entrepreneurship full time. Uh, because I said, what have I got to lose? I have been yeah. working previously for seven years. Yeah. Now it's time for me to actually, uh, you know, uh, experience actually, mm. yeah, doing full time. So I started uh, being part of True Synergy. That was at that time Brunei was, um, I guess, I guess we were early in the game, uh, mm. in terms of uh, we were providing co-working spaces, mm -hmm. co-working space, and we were trying to be this ecosystem development company organization. Uh, so we couldn't hold on uh, long enough because you know when you are a uh, when you are the first in the game, usually you would have to, um, you know, hang on yeah. uh, for a bit because you have, you have to, create to do a lot path. of the groundwork. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You have to create the path. You have to yeah. do the groundwork yes. and all that. So You have to build roads that were not on. there before. Yes, before. exactly. And yeah. also because I was young as well. So yeah. young and, you know, didn't understand uh, what business really was still. Mm. So uh, learn my lesson. I, that was a partnership, actually. I uh, left that partnership to actually go on to do Cogent Inc., so Kojin and I, through, through Synergy, actually also was where I realized that I have my passion in actually supporting MSMEs to grow. Uh, because I used to just do small consulting here and there for my colleagues at YAB as well, asking me, hey, how do I grow my business and all that. So 
apparently my advisors actually supported uh, them uh, in their businesses. Excellent. So I decided to take that seriously uh, by actually uh, opening Kojen. Mm. So I used to just uh, uh, consult businesses to see how, whether they should grow, whether they should close the business uh, or whether they should actually expand the business. So mm. I did that for about one year and a half actively uh, before I joined Ghanem International Corporation, which is where I am today. It's a Brunei government company where we are tasked to actually look into the development of the food industry, where we mm -hmm. actually aggregate um, MSMEs uh, uh, or food products for export under the Brunei Halal Foods brand. Mm. Yeah. Wow, what so a journey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you look back at your journey, what it, it, in regards to all the associations and companies and clubs that you were a part of, what is the most mm. fondest memory you have? that made you realize, you know, I'm glad I'm doing what I'm doing? Yeah, I think, uh, I guess being able to uh, make an impact, I think, uh, you know, like knowing that what I did at Kojen uh, for the businesses actually make, made a difference for their business. So mm. some businesses, that, that uh, those businesses that uh, I was supporting are still growing today. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's really uh, encouraging to see uh, that, you know, with some little help, uh, little support, uh, little push as well, yeah. uh, and data and analytics, yeah. uh, things could make a difference. So I think that's where I am really driven to actually uh, make a difference in a way where we need to know, you know, what are the issues, how do we address them? So yeah. that's what I do as well at Ghanim at the moment, at Ghanim International Corporation. So mm -hmm. uh, we are serious about uh, growing uh, Brunei's export uh, through food products. Fantastic. So who knows, mm -hmm. in the next couple of years, uh, you know, we could rival the likes of Nestle. Fantastic. It will be the halal of Nestle. Why not, right? So I think the future of Bruna is safe in your hands. Oh, no. <laughs> safe in the hands of our young people in Brunei. With you inspiring all the young entrepreneurs to follow in the steps that you are setting to be a part of the growth of Brunei, I think it's in mm. safe hands. And I think Brunei thanks you and I thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you, you so much. Face. You're most Thank welcome. You. Join us live tomorrow, everyone, 16 November at 4 p.m. Malaysian time for an interview with Hans Lukiman, the head of ASEAN and Australasian relations for Himpunan Pengusaha Muda Indonesia, or HIPMI. The Voice of ASEAN thanks you for your time and we'll be uploading a recorded version of this dialogue of our dialogue with Fatin in our portal for those who missed it. Thank you, Fatin, and thank you, everyone.